We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to talk to you about shifting, pivoting, and making changes and why it can scare us, about who I define myself as, about why the questions I ask my guests are ones I value, about giving yourself permission to grow and have different interests, how change doesn't mean we are no longer being true to ourselves, how to make those changes in a healthy and sustainable way, how to do so with respect and gratitude towards what you are stepping out of how to step into that change with confidence, how to stay true to yourself as you grow, and how keeping some things open-ended can give us the space to grow without guilt. So what is shifting and pivoting? And how do I stop fearing change that I know is supposed to be good for me? Simply put, it is transitioning from one thing to the next, refocusing, so that your main focus is now directed somewhere new. Not so scary, right? Well, what if that shift or that change is to something you have never done before? What if it is pivoting away from something you have always done? What if you fail? I want to share with you about a recent shift my life has taken. For the past 10 years, I've worked as an athletic therapist, and I have loved every minute of it. I've worked with some incredible athletes and amazing people. And while there is a part of that business I will always hold on to, the last two years have created a space for me to shift, to pivot, and make a change. To refocus my energy, time, resources towards something new. Something that I had done a little on the side, and something that had been on my heart for many years. Let's be honest. The last couple years have created a space for a whole lot of things for all of us. For me, it was space to walk so many more miles on some days than I ever would have deemed necessary. Space to be present 24-7 with my kids while school was online. Space to worry about if I would still have a business to come back to. And space to miss certain things in my life that kept me grounded. But It was also a space to think, uninterrupted, for hours on end, without any sense of obligation or commitment to be anywhere else. It was time to appreciate my family, and even more the need and health for each of us to have our own space and time to be our own people. Space to focus on shifting, pivoting, and changing my career focus without worrying about having the time to invest in what I wanted to set up. And space to appreciate in so much depth the gift of having certain things back in my life. So often when a good opportunity to shift and change comes up, we can excuse it away. Tell ourselves that the timing is off. We aren't ready. It's irresponsible. It might not work. And then we would have wasted that time. But the truth is, we are sometimes more afraid of success than failure. What will life look like on the other side of that change? Is that me? 
Will the people around me look at me differently? Will they think of me as a fraud? Will they lose respect for me? Will they think I'm not being myself because this is new for me? Well, you won't know what it will look like until you try. And what if, what if it goes really well? What if you achieve everything you set out to do? What if everyone else is just like you and is secretly waiting for someone else to show them it's okay to take the next step? Well, I've been shifting, pivoting, making some changes, and taking those next steps because I'm sure that the person I am is meant to change and grow. Because I know that who I am meant to be aligns with the change I am making. Let me say that another way. Who you define yourself as should be based on your values at your core, not your job, a role as a parent, or a relationship status. Who you are is defined by what matters to you, what you value, what you focus on putting out into the world, and how you treat those around you. And what is true about who you are at your core when every possession, title, or human relationship is stripped away? Who are you when there is no one else to define you? So, who am I? Or, in the words of one of my very first questions to my guests, how do I define myself? I'll share a little bit more of that change I was just talking about first. So, with all the space I found in the last two years, and all the things I value, like connecting with others that I lost for a time, I started sharing more of how I process life, and for me, that is heavily through my writing. Writing is how I think most clearly, how I articulate what I'm feeling, process the response I want to have to what I'm feeling, and share what goes through my head and where my heart lands as life happens. So I started doing just that. I started sharing my heart, my writing, in an effort to connect again in a virtual world and a desire to let those around me know that we are all human, that we are all here to support each other, encourage each other, and help each other along the way. These were things that mattered deeply to me, at my core. Things like being someone others could come to, someone who is approachable, someone who is trustworthy, someone who is honest and caring, and someone who valued humanity with equality. Honesty that shared what I felt, but that didn't trample on what others believed. Faith that humanity is worthy, highly valued, and each of us holds a unique purpose. But that my actions matched that faith in every way. As I shared my thoughts, my heart, and my perspective on what I believed my responsibility was in response to what was going on in the world around me, I found connection again. Not just brief conversation, but a connection and a space for others to reach out in response to what I shared, a space to support, encourage, and remind those that reached out to me that they mattered, that they could keep going, and that they were not alone. People asking for support as a mom home with their kids, in not knowing how to support their partner through a difficult time in setting boundaries to protect their space and their peace, 
in how to manage time and not feel flustered at the end of each day, in how to afford to travel and prioritizing finances towards what they valued, and in finding balance between work and family life without letting one or the other feel overlooked or incomplete. My shift in so many ways happened to me instead of by me. I began opening up my coaching business and creating intentional space to share what life has taught me and support others through similar times. I began focusing more of my time on how to be more present for my coaching clients and how to offer better support in helping them achieve their goals and in changing the way they spoke to and viewed themselves. There are things we experience in life that cause us to respond in a specific way to hold back or press in towards what we see coming. For this reason, I prefer to work in silence and not speak or say something will happen until I'm 100% sure it will. My word matters to me, but not just for the sake of integrity, but also in a way that I view reliability and in turn how I would have viewed failure in the past. To me, saying I was going to do something and then not completing it was failure but I've learned that sharing what I'm working on, no matter how I shift or how it may change, is not the same as not completing something. As adults, we can often forget that it is our choice what we do. We can decide when we go to sleep, what we will eat, and what gets our time. So I want to say, give yourself permission to choose what gets your time. And let you know that for me, that looks like accepting that I'm allowed to invest my time into something that is allowed to change, and it doesn't mean I failed. So, fast forward to now. I've been building and setting up systems to shift my business, to be more present as a mindset and life coach for my clients, and to begin working on a mini course for those struggling with setting a morning routine and managing their time that maybe aren't ready to invest fully in a coach just yet. This shift has been amazing. It has been so much work but feels so aligned with who I am, which brings me back to that question. Who do I define myself as? So, I would define myself as a person of faith. Faith in the value of humanity. Faith in the purpose of my life. And faith in an ability to know peace in something greater than myself. There is so much more to each of those, but to sum up in an answer, who I am? I think that is accurate. If you were to ask others who I am, I would hope to hear that I am approachable, able to admit when I'm wrong, welcoming and kind and fun to be around. These things also matter because the way I want to be known is directly connected to the effort I will put into living out those things. Those values are things that make up who I am. They will not shift or change regardless of my career my relationship status, my success or failure as a mom, or the amount or type of friends that I have. And this is something that is deeply important to me for so many reasons. One being that who I am cannot be lost in someone or something else. And who I am cannot be found in someone or something else. Which means at the end of the day, who I am is secure in the faith and values I hold. It means that who I am at my core can always know stability, no matter what my world looks like, who comes and goes from it, or what my role is within it. That being said, 
I fill a few roles and hold some big hobbies. I am a mindset and business life coach, which means I work with my clients to focus on the future, the goals they have, who they want to become, what they want to achieve, and what is holding them back from reaching those goals. I am a wife and have been married to Mike for over 12 years now, which means I have someone I am committed to living life alongside and encouraging each other as we become who we were meant to be. I am a mom to four girls, which means I get to love, support, and encourage them to step into the woman they are meant to be. And I love to write, travel, spend time with other people, eat lots and lots of food, experience new things, stay active, swim, free dive, photography, jujitsu, and pretty much anything else I get to try. And I find life to be an absolute gift, even when it doesn't feel like one. So I suppose that is not just how I would define myself, but also the things that get my time the things that people associate me with, and the things I choose to focus my time and energy on these days. This question and the ones I ask my guests are so important to me. They give me a chance to hear not what I see in someone, but what they value and see in themselves, who they are now, and who they want to become. I believe we each have a story worth being told, but that each story has many chapters, and Each chapter is not the story in its whole. Each one has different directions, different characters, and sometimes different locations. I'm so grateful for my guests and the choice they each have made to share a moment of their life, a piece of the story of who they are becoming, and the reason they are who they are, at least at this moment. It is so important to give ourselves permission to grow and change, to shift and pivot, to become more aligned with who we define ourselves to be, to become more in tune with what we value, to live out and press into our goals and our dreams, to know that it's okay to change, and that change and success in something new doesn't mean failure in what we stepped away from. How change doesn't mean we are no longer being true to ourselves, because we are not defined by our circumstances, our career, or our relationships. And if we know our values and who we are at our core, then we will never stray far from our true selves. And that setting a new course on our journey does not mean we got lost. It just means we found a new way to get where we were meant to be. And that's okay. So what does it look like to make those changes in a healthy and sustainable way? It looks like accepting first and foremost that you might not know, that it can look so different for everyone. It looks like setting realistic expectations for yourself. And then it looks like stepping out in faith, that you know yourself, that what you believe you want and what you believe is next for you is worth the work. For me, making a rough plan or guide is where I like to start. Honestly, it's more like a massive to-do list, and I do love my lists. But it looks like mapping out what I know needs to happen to make that transition, making a guide for myself in small, tangible steps that will each get me closer to where I want to be, or what in my life I feel like needs to or is ready to change, and then not taking it all in at once, just taking each item, line by line, 
focusing on the task at hand and not derailing my day-to-day life for the sake of the list as a whole, but allowing change to occur at a steady rate, not abruptly, not stagnant, not a pressure to shock my life into something new, but a permission to take action in a way that allows me to grow with the changes, a way that gives space to grow into a new chapter. If you know me, you know I am one that most often will jump first and ask questions later. So when I say this about how I go about making change in my life, I want to clarify. I think change can be scary. Something as simple as ordering a new meal at a restaurant, because who wants to be disappointed when they're hungry? Or something bigger like visiting a new country, getting into a new relationship, or even shifting your career. For me, I believe in taking life as it comes. I believe that if I am aligned with my values and my faith, then listening to my heart will not lead me towards something that wouldn't be right for me. I don't want to think something to death to the point that I miss out on what could have been. I don't want to shy away from something I should have done and not live out fully the life I was meant to. But that doesn't mean all caution to the wind all the time. Sure. There are times when I take half a second to say yes, but there is a moment right after that yes that maps it out, that determines how that yes is possible, that starts lining up the tasks to accomplish what I just agreed to, tasks that start making that goal or experience attainable. I have seen so often a need for complete peace surrounding big decisions in others, and I have found that when we demand such perfection surrounding our choices, We often opt to make none, to stay exactly where we are. It's not fear that we are about to make the wrong choice that holds us back, but I think it can be fear of change. Fear that this choice can't be undone, that it will somehow mess up life for our future self, that we can somehow destroy the plan set for our life with one wrong move. I don't believe this is true. I don't believe I have enough power as to derail the world, or my world, with one choice that I felt had no major red flags when I made it. I don't believe that there will be complete and absolute peace surrounding our decisions. Maybe once in a while, but not as a rule for life. We are human. We have so many emotions. Fear, worry, anxiety, joy. Each of these are real and need to be felt. but. Our steps following those feelings shouldn't be contingent on them alone. Sure, I follow my heart, but not my heart alone. Also my faith, my values, and a little bit of logic as well. Because making changes in our lives is scary. But fear isn't always a sign of something bad. And joy isn't always a sign of something good. So listen to your heart, but not just your heart. Let it push you forward, and then let who you define yourself as, at your core, be the one who makes the final decision. But don't second-guess yourself once you do. Don't hold yourself back because, what if? Because, what if you miss out on something that would have grown you closer to who you were meant to be? What if you miss out on impacting the life of someone else and letting them know that they are valued, loved, and supported? What if you learn something about yourself when that change leads you right back to where you are now? Truth is, change needs to happen. And 
We need to be able to accept and welcome it. There have been so many things in my life that have changed. But there are things about me that will never change. Knowing how to accept change in a healthy and sustainable way, for me, means not fearing the changes that will come can impact the things that will never change. That means I live my life. I value and respect what it means to say no in my life. But I also jump first with both feet, afraid or not, and then map out what comes next. Knowing that who I am is not based on how I fail or succeed in something coming in or out of my life, but that my success in this life is based on who I become, who I am, what I place my values and faith in, and how I choose to interact with humanity. So step out of things with respect and gratitude for the place they have held in your life and step into things that align with who you are and who you are becoming. Give space and honor the good, the bad, and the ugly times in your life. They all impacted how you view the world. They all impacted you. But not one of them has or will define you. No one experience in your life has or will sum up who you are. So don't fear future change as having that power. Because it doesn't. So when you step into change, do so with confidence, knowing that it's okay to grow, that it doesn't change who you are, that learning something new doesn't negate who you have been, but enhances who you are meant to be. Do not ever be afraid to try something new, learn something new, go somewhere new, or meet someone new. Because if who you are is defined by your core, by your values, by what you believe, then who you are cannot change. And staying true to yourself means allowing those values to be known, lived out, and seen. It means giving the person you are every chance to impact the world around you. Because you are here for a reason, a purpose, and it was not to fear what comes next. So grow, change, don't box yourself in, and do it without guilt. Because you are worth living up to your potential. I'm sure I have no clue what the rest of my life will hold, but I am confident that I will be me as I continue to live it. That one day I will leave this world, and when that day comes, my goal is to have lived up to the definition of who I said I was, that my actions matched my words and my beliefs, and that I am nowhere near where I was when my life began. So I guess that's what I have to say today. Don't fear change. And Thanks for listening into my thoughts today. I hope they have reminded you that it's okay to be human and that who you are is full of promise. Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.
Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.